It's Motorcycle Madhouse, baby. We in the house today. First part of this show, as always, is biker news. Then we go into some fun stuff the second uh, half of the show. Make sure you download the Google app, the Insane Throttle Radio app. You can listen to that second part of the show, Discord or on InsaneThrottleTV.com. We have the possibility of Harley doing up the lowrider El Diablo, baby. Hell yeah. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. Also, we have the first part of a story about the Mongols Motorcycle Club coming out. This is the first segment of it today. Good stuff. Good stuff. And then. Second half of the show, very important stuff happening. We're going to be talking about the dark side of social media as well as them pesky Russos, the Ruskies. They started their invasion of Ukraine. Let's see how bad uh, energy prices get now. Anyway, let's go to our first story out of Ride Apart. You guys got to get on over there, man. Great, great information with Ride Apart. Is Harley Davidson prepping an El Diablo variant? I love it. Oh, man. If you're on uh, the radio, you got to come over here and look at this uh, scooter. Uh, I love that variant on the right. I can tell you that. Those pipes, man. I wish I had pipes like that on my diner. You know, I got the two and the one. Not looking good, man. Not looking good. And then they want $1,000 or something like that to replace them stage one. Yeah. I'll just stay freaking stock. Who cares? I'll be like a freaking little cricket next to everybody when it comes to sound. I won't give them the satisfaction of paying 600 bucks for that damn uh, thing to get freaking... What is it? Well, I'm going to say jetted and it's a freaking fuel injected. Whatever. Uh, Harley Davidson unveiled its King of Baggers inspired ST lineup on January 26, 2022, which, hey, it was pretty cool. Uh, the Street Glide uh, ST and Road Glide uh, ST baggers are immediately available. The Lowrider ST won't hit showroom floors until April. Oh, you guys. Uh, Harley Davidson keeping the new stuff off them uh, showroom floors. Uh, despite the production delay. Sure. Wink, wink, honk, honk. Uh, the motor company announced that the uh, latest soft pedal uh, variant in order to include it in the ST range launch. However, it seems like Harley has another trick up its sleeve as the firm recently filed U.S. Environmental Protection Agency and Germany's yeah, not going to even attempt that one, emission certificates for a lowrider El Diablo similar to the lowrider S and uh, ST uh, the El uh, the El Diablo will house 117 cubic inches, baby. You know what? My 2015 has a 103 on it. The damn thing is faster than hell. Eats up a lot of gas. 
I cannot even imagine a 117 on a Dyna. Are you, sh you're kidding me, right? It's going to be a bullet. What are you trying to do? Put it against uh, the rockets and stuff? Holy cow. Now, it says the dimensions are going to remain the same with length, height, uh, wheelbase, and uh, matching the Lowrider ST spec. On the other hand, the documents reveal that the Lowrider will weigh 8.8 .8 pounds more in the El Diablo, uh, so it's going to go about 729. Uh, what counts for that weight gain only fuels the mystery and speculation. Damn, right apart going in that writing, baby. Uh, let's see here. Goes on to talk about the other reveals and all that stuff. Uh, judging by the Lowrider ST's April 2022 release date, it's FXRT-inspired fairing and the El Diablo codename. The new soft tail could be a callback to the FXRT Sport Glide. Unfortunately, we'll have to wait. I do like it. Yeah, this is going to be a good one, man. We'll keep you updated on this stuff. Now, bikers ride for a purpose. This out of the foothills focus. Bikers against child abuse riders may look gruff on the outside with their tattoos and leather jackets. But the caring bikers help empower abuse children. They use road names for safety and they're for the kids 24-7, seven days a week. We cover bikers against child abuse a lot, uh, but there are other organizations out there that help child abuse victims, kids in general. You got Guardians of the Children and some others. Uh, quote, we're there so that an abused child Man, I hate when people abuse a kid. Uh, I can't say what I really mean on YouTube. Who is, yeah, the things that uh, should be done to them kind of people. Uh, I say give them to the, yeah, anyway. Uh, who is afraid can live the life that a normal kid should have. And we do that just by showing up, said Woodstock. Backup member, is there Snoopy? No, I'm just asking. You know, I'm not trying to be uh, funny. Well, yeah, I am. <laughs> Back a member and treasurer of the Maricopa County chapter, it's amazing how much showing up for a child who's been abused and been disappointed by adults their whole lives. It's amazing how much showing up really does empower a child. Very well said, man. Very well said right there. Uh, the process starts when an abused uh, child's guardian calls the BACA Arizona helpline, and they're all over the country. Everybody knows that. Internationally, I think. A child liaison returns the call to discuss the situation. Woodstock said the trained uh, child liaison knows the specifics about the child's situation, while the other members only know what he or she needs to help. From there, if backup board members deem this is a child they can help, the organization does a level one interaction, which is the first visit to invite the child to be a part of the organization. Turtle, who lives uh, near Bell Road and uh, is vice president 
of the Black Canyon Backa chapter said it's a great moment and the spectacular to see. I, you know what? I bet it is. Uh, the rest of the article will be in the dis- uh, the show notes. Now, this is part one. There's a lot more moving parts to this one. WMix94 AM and FM radio reports. Centralia man involved in July beating of man at Carlisle Bar sentenced to probation. It's about time somebody gets some good news out of this. Uh, two Centralia men were sentenced to two years probation Wednesday in Clinton County Court after they pleaded guilty to charges stemming from a violent incident in July in Carlisle. According to the records, 35-year-old Michael Allen Burden and 29-year-old Bryson Lee Williams were originally charged with Class X felonies, armed robbery, uh, felony robbery, aggravated battery in a public place, Class 4 felony mob action. Williams was additionally charged with the second Class 3 felony for aggravated battery in a public place. There's the bar right there. Now, in exchange for the other charges being dismissed, Burden pleaded guilty Wednesday to one Class 3 aggravated battery charged him and Williams plead guilty to the two against him. Now, the incident took place at Tipsy's in Carlisle, where both Burden and Williams reportedly beat Kyle Hyman, hitting them several times on the head with their feet and beer bottle before taking a cell phone from him and threatening him with a knife, in addition of being sentenced to probation in order to pay 1000 in fines each, both men were ordered Wednesday to have no contact with Hyman and Chris Borger to not enter Tipsy's Tavern and to not hold any gang affiliations. Both Williams and Burton are believed to be members of the Mongols and friends with Blaine Curley of um, uh, Missouri, man and Mongol who was shot uh, dead in the melee in Missouri before their incident in Carlisle. So, this is part one. There's more information coming out on this, and we will continue to cover it for you to bring you all the big ones. Uh, I know Black Dragon covered this one. Uh, Antifa picks fight with bikers. I'm going to give you a link in the show notes where you can actually see a video of this because I can't, you know, some of the platforms I can't put it on. But uh, the basis is uh, apparently uh, their bully tackets didn't work on the Gypsy Jokers, man. Uh, and things turn, well, violent. Uh, <laughs> you don't go after the bikers, Antifa. Don't you know that, you dumb kids? Uh, in the end, uh, one was dead, five more wounded, and there's a video in this. Uh, Antifa is blaming the police, not themselves, for the violence. At the same time, Antifa's leaders are telling their members and people in general not to talk to cops and to pull down social media posts that contain photos and video of what happened. Or else. Well, we got the link for you right here. You can go see the video all you want. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, It goes on to say that sounds like witness intimidation. 
if police were really to blame for what happened, why isn't Antifa falling over itself to provide the evidence? After all, these violent extremists love to record their exploits. <sighs> and there you see, all you have to do is hit play on that stuff. Beautiful stuff. That's all I gotta say on that pretty beautiful stuff. You go in there acting stupid, you gonna get treated stupid. TikTok. <laughs> Hollywood's having a ball over there. There is so many haters on TikTok. They got no filter whatsoever. Yeah, you got to have an alligator skin to be on TikTok and doing this business, man. But I have all kinds of fun over there uh, messing with these people. So go over to the TikTok at Insane Throttle and join in the fun. It's beautiful. I'm called all kinds of stuff. I love it. It's beautiful. And Instagram as well. We're going to go into the second segment uh, right after this uh, tune. We'll be right back. Rock on, everybody who's not going to be over there. And by the way, if you miss the lives, you can always go over to the podcast platforms and hear the whole show right over there. Rock on.
from Rockin' with Hollywood, baby. I'm your host, James Hollywood Moxcari. It's time to piss on some weedies. Here we go. Rock on, baby. Oh, say can you see? Yeah, I'm not feeling it, man. I'm not feeling it. I'm worse than Roseanne Barr and shit like that. Not feeling that patriotic right now, man. If I did, I'd be singing that sucker woo, with a salute and everything, baby. But I'm not feeling it today. What I am feeling is I'm going to cover a subject that a lot of people have been wanting me to cover. And that has to do with your online business. And what gave me this idea, besides all you guys asking me about it, is something that happened this morning. And that had to do with China Dow. Yes, China Dow. Well, for one, she came in with those glasses. She don't understand. That's a turn-on right there is those fucking glasses of hers. I don't know why she don't wear them all the time. But she came home with all smiles. Right after the show, she came home, smiling ear to ear, grinning. And I say, what's up? You happy? What's going on? She whipped out her keys. She had all her management keys. You know, the safe key, the back door key, gas pump key, all that crap. And it was really cool seeing her attack this job the way she is. She learns really quick. Maybe that's why I'm uneasy about teaching her the studio equipment, because she'll just knock me off then. But anyway, she learns extraordinarily quick. She's a study. She still writes with pen and paper. How? I don't know, man. My hands kill me trying to do that shit. But anyway, it was an accomplishment for her, especially after she was so hesitant to take the job. Because now she is stepping into a leadership position. She's going to be responsible for... Tens of thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars of inventory, not to mention employees with their problems, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, she'll move all the way up to run her own place. So it was awesome seeing her so happy and that she knew she accomplished something. Now, it could be that way if you work for somebody else or you try to start something yourself. Me, I've always been where I can't work for other people. I just can't do it. It's too hard for me. Because I don't like dumbasses. So, I put it to where... I had a make it or break it. Yeah, it's scary doing your own business. Very scary. Take this internet business stuff for example. Everybody sees people like myself, Black Dragon, 
uh, Shade Tree Surgeon, Adam Sandoval, you name them. Wow, you guys are able to do this full time. And then you get new people who think, well, yeah, I can do it too. I can make that money. For one, in business, if it's too good to be true, you ain't making that money. If it's a quick uh, get-quick-rich scheme, you're not making money. Pyramid crap, all that shit. There is so many avenues that you got to explore when you're in a business like this to be successful. For example, started Insane Throttle just by some stupid shit out of the top of my head as a blog. Moved into the biker news sphere. Uh, let's see, my first post was 2011, uh, 2012, 2013, something like that is when I really got moving with Biker News. And where did I come up with an idea like that? In the 1990s, there was a couple websites out there that all we did was get our news from there. So I moved it to an audio type of deal through the podcast. And HarleyLiberty.com. And it wasn't a full-time gig for me. You know, I had a tattoo shop going and some other things going. So it was mostly on a part-time basis, if that. Because once automation happened, it was real easy. It does its own post. Then I started getting into some writing and shit like that. Fast forward to 2018, I said, okay, we got this going, let's bring it to video, combine it with radio, because during that time, I was still building the podcast. See, the podcast is where my wheelhouse is, if you will. Being on all the majors, I'm sponsored by a couple of them. So it was always radio to me, and that's what I always loved anyway. 2018, hop on the platforms. I uh, think YouTube was first. I got hit with a, a channel violation. I lost all those subscribers I had and had to start again. That's why myself and Black Dragon are real picky about what goes on on the show. Because you can lose that shit in a heartbeat on YouTube. Already been there. Done that. And by the way, the second channel that I was doing, China Doll has now taken over that channel. She's going to be putting out content at least once a week. And also, I think twice a month, she's going to be doing a show with somebody or something like that. Hey, girls! If you want to be on a show with China Doll, just let her know. Talk some shit. Talk about me. I love when people talk about me. Shit. They hate me on TikTok. I'm like, holy fuck. I thought I had some haters. On YouTube. Not even close. Not even close. On the TikTok takes the cake, man. They hate Hollywood over there. Which is great for business. Anyway. So I started with one microphone and an interface, an equalizer, and started building the equipment from there. 
Now I got so much money in this fucking radio studio, it's unreal. But what I'm trying to say is, it's going to take time to build yourself. You are not going to go out there and make any kind of money unless you really put in the fucking work. And even then, you're going to feel down and out because you're saying, well, damn, man, I thought I was going to make a little more than this. You get paid pennies on the dollar with YouTube. YouTube is not where us bigger creators make our money. It's great for pocket change and stuff like that, but the real money comes in, and I'm giving you guys secrets here, through affiliate marketing, writing books, placing, getting uh, media kits out there, placing ads for people. That's where the real money's at. I think YouTube pays you like $8 or not even that, man. I think it's $4 per thousand views or some shit like that. So it's nothing to, you know, call home about. If you want to make a living on YouTube, you're going to need at least a million subscribers. At least if you want to be comfortable. If you get up to like a half a million, you'll be alright. But other than that, it's not a quick, you know, you're not getting rich quick. And then it all depends on the niche you're in. If you're going to even get any traction. I was talking to Dragon uh, the other day saying, damn, did we spin a lot of fucking people off on us. Meaning... We were, you know, one of the originals that were always out there. And now it's like, damn, everybody's doing it. So the niche has constricted. Meaning it's very hard for new people to break through. It's, you know, it does get easier where, you know, if you're working with the bigger channels and getting the pointers and shit like that. That, hey, yeah. You know, you might get your subs and shit like that. But that's the first thing I want to tell you is, hey, you're not going to be making it, man. If you're thinking about quitting a job or something like that, it's not going to happen. It took us a a couple years to get this shit going. And that's dedication, dedication, dedication. With that in mind... And maybe I'm even talking the China doll here. If you ever picked up the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, and there's some others out there, and one of the things they talk about is leadership. And this is where China doll is going to start really having the zone in on is getting her leadership skills in order. And that has to go for anybody that's in a position like that. One thing that I always did in business was if you were an employee of mine, 
yeah, I would make life cool for you. But at the same time, I was never your friend. Because business and personal, whether it be on the street or whether it be in a business, does not mix. Not at all. It really affects your judgment. And I'm hoping that she'll learn that. She is, and you know what, this goes for everybody who's outgoing. It's great to see that personality. It's great to see that smile. Because you know, when you go in there and see that smile or see that kind of behavior out of boss, you think you're, okay, we're going to have a good fucking day here. And it kind of makes it to where the employees want to show up at work. And she has that kind of spirit. The flip side of that, though, is then they look at her as a friend. And when you got people starting to look at you as a friend, they're not going to abide by what you say. When you say, hey, go over there and do this, they're going to look at you. Ha ha ha, you were just kidding, right? No, motherfucker, I wasn't. See, I never had that problem. Because I always knew how to draw a line between me and my employees. Oh, we're going to have a damn good time, yeah. But you know that I'm the boss, and when I say to do something, you do it. I had two tattoo studios. And as you can imagine, China Dow would work one, I worked the other. And you can tell whose profit margin was bigger. My employees over there were straight on. They did their job. While if you got there uh, right after closing at the other one, it was a fucking party. And China Dow leading the way. And I'm sure some of you guys and gals even noticed it here. Very outgoing person. Really cares for who's on, uh, you know, for example, Discord and stuff like that. She loves it. Which is great because it is a different business structure than it was on a brick and mortar place. And I hope that she's going to learn from her past mistakes as anybody should while she goes into this new job. There has to be a line that you, you know, you draw in the sand. Because here's where a problem's going to come up. Say you let the, uh, the employer-employee relationship cross the line with multiple people. And then you're in the position of having to judge or make a judgment call on something that's going on between two employees. Now they're looking at you as friends. So that puts you in the awkward position of having to make that decision and then dealing with the repercussions because they thought you were friends. They thought because you went out, had a beer with them, After work, everything was cool. 
while it's cool why it's all fun and games, not cool when you have to actually make a decision. That's going to make you a weak leader. And I hope she's listening right now. She's going to have to learn how to draw that line. Now, if you're in a management position, hopefully you know what I'm talking about. The line has to be drawn no matter what if you want to be successful. It doesn't mean you got to be one of them prick bosses that makes your life hell that nobody wants to go into work. No, that doesn't, that's not what it means. Firm, fair, and consistent is what I have lived by for decades. You got to be firm. You got to be consistent. And you got to be fair. And that goes for all your employees. Actually, that's one of the talks I gave when I hired people. And I told them, hey, I'm firm, fair, and consistent, man. You know where I stand. So don't ever lose that edge as you go into business. Because it don't matter if you're an influencer or not. This applies all over the place. And I have to say, when you're dealing with employees... You cannot, cannot have a double standard. What do I mean about that? Well, say you got a boss and they tell you one thing and they start doing another. They believe it's okay to set the rules for you but not themselves. One thing I've always noticed in retail. A lot of store managers are on salary. Which means they get paid a fixed rate of money. They are usually told that you got to put at least 50 hours a week in. Well, when they get that power and they get that position where they're really not watched over that well, you start seeing them set rules for everybody else but themselves. They'll say, okay, I got to work from four to two. Well, next thing you know, they're cutting out an hour here, cutting out an hour there. And I always believed if you were a manager of a retail establishment, You had to take that business on as your own. You are getting compensated for it. You're being trusted with it. So why are you trying to skim on it? Maybe that's how, uh, you know, my work ethic's always been. How I dealt with people. Because... If I handed the keys over to somebody for my business, I want the work to be done, what we agreed to. Half the time, I don't understand how these big corporations are handing over keys, P&L statements, quarterly reports, inventory reports, 
to people that really don't have any idea about running a business. Now that doesn't mean, hey, you have to have a college degree to run a business. No, it doesn't. But at least you got to show that you can run a business. That you're going to be dedicated to what you're doing and you're not just taking the power and abusing it. So you got to be consistent with your words and your actions because these people will be looking at you. Everybody's going to watch you because you're the head cheese in charge. And why am I talking about some of this leader stuff? Because as an influencer or if you're going to get into any online business, any online business, you got to look at it and be dedicated to it and have the drive to accomplish your goals. Yeah, it's cool seeing other people doing the online business. Everybody dreams of being able to work from home. But you also got to realize you're on your own. You're either going to make yourself or break yourself when it comes to this business. I'm going to go to Save and Able and Deep Field right now. We'll be right back. Hello, Mother. It's been long. I'm still here fighting. Be proud of your son. My friends are dying, and I just want to come home. The stars are under a different sky.
But freedom ain't free And now you're just like me
106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Hey, careful, man. There's a beverage here, huh? We're gonna put the skitties in your Allen Wickers, you plonker. Do you know what he's saying? WMMRDB Rockford. I need all you guys and gals who watch Black Dragon to do me a favor on his video live tomorrow. I need you to do me this favor. It's a big one, I know. But when he's on live, I want you to go into the community chat room and hit pound pedicure. Again. Pound pedicure. And why do I say that? Because I was on the phone with him. And he walked in to a damn nail salon and asked for a pedicure. Now, me, I look at that as some girly man shit. I don't believe in it. I can't. That's some girly man stuff. I know China Dow gets her nails done all the time. But that's something a woman does. My God. What in the hell is going on with men? And now, I just got a text message from Danny D. You're wrong about the petty. Am I here to believe... That Danny D'Lo also goes and gets pedicures. Now that could explain why he has such a foot fetish. But I just don't get China Dow. Why don't you come and get a pedicure? It, it, it feels good. I'm a man. I'm a man's man. I don't believe in that shit. What do you want to make pretty nails? I got nail clippers for that shit. So again, pound pedicure. Also do it on your TikTok. That'd be fun too. If you got TikTok, go over there and do it. Because he ain't going to let me live this one down. I look at, you know what? I said, you know what? I got to go. You got to get a pedicure, man. I couldn't stop laughing. You never ever tell a shock jock that you're a man and you want a pedicure. Never want to do that. Now I have to worry about Danny D'Lo. Now that's my crime partner right there. Danny's my crime partner. Grew up in Chicago. Around the hood. And now I'm finding out he likes pedicures. And I'm sitting here like, what the fuck did I just walk into? It's like the fucking Twilight Zone. Do you guys out there on Radio Land agree with me? Do men get pedicures? 
Do men actually go into a girly girly salon and say, hey, I need this? You got me like, wow, really? Now, I, you know, I can, you know, if I went, see, I love patronizing, if you will. They don't got many left anymore. An Asian massage parlor. They are the best out in Chicago. There's one in Arlington Heights. They're still open. My God. You walk in and they put you on this concrete slab. It's like one of them Roman fucking uh, slabs. And they tell you, get nude. Okay, I'm jerking my shit off right away because you motherfuckers are hot. And next thing you know, they get the shower head because you're laying down now. And they give you a bath. These motherfuckers give you a bath. I'm talking playing with the balls, playing with the dicks, playing with the ass. I'm going to have China now come home and get me fucked up. <laughs> I'm going to get fucked up when I'm telling this story. Anyway. No, I think this is before I met her. Anyway. You get your bath. They slap a towel on you. Now, this is the first broad, okay? And I think it was 60 bucks or something like that. That's all this cost was 60 bucks to get you into the door. The next phase is you throw your towel on and then you go into this private room and it's, you know, you got the freaking music in the background, the lights are dimmed red and then your masseuse comes in and I have to say, my God, are they fucking hot chinks. At that point, I don't care about their eyes. I don't care how they see at that point. All I know is, wow. Now I know about these geishas, man. I tattooed them all the time. No wonder they're fucking hot. Maybe that's why I named uh, China Dow, China Dow. So you lay on this bed. And you're down, you know, your head into that damn freaking circle shit. So you're on your stomach at first, and this bitch starts with the oils and everything like that, head to toe. Now, that's something I can get into. Not pedicures, though, people. That's too fucking freaky for me. And by the way, he did say, I want a girl doing it, not a man. So I got to give it to him on that one, okay? I got to give him that one. Because I'd be worried if he says, yeah, you know, a man doing this. Uh, no. Uh-uh. Not me. So she starts rubbing you down. See, the 60 bucks at that time, and remind you, it's, you know, 1990s, man. So it's probably like 150 by now. Starts rubbing you head to fucking toe. And then she leans over. And starts fucking whispering in your ear all kinds of shit. She's fucking prepping you. You're getting hard as a fucking rock. And it doesn't stop. At first, she's doing it the hard way. You know, using the elbows, using the palm or her hands. 
And then the whispering comes. And then it turns into light, if you know what I mean. Uh, the fingernails, uh, all across your body and shit like that, all the way head to toe, down your legs. And then she says, okay, roll over. And I'm sitting here thinking, bitch, what you just did to me? You want me to roll over? I got a fucking tent right now happening. And that's how I said it. I said, what do you, what do you mean you want me to roll over? Because this was one of the first time I've ever been in one. Roll over. Okay, I rolled over. My dick's fucking hard as a fucking rock. It could be fucking going through some glass and shit. And she sits there and acts like nothing's going on. Like you just weren't whispering my fucking ear right here to get me hard as a fucking rock. Then she starts off with the hard shit again. And the rubbing down. And then finally, after that, while you're all hot and fucking bothered. She comes and whispers into your ear. What else would you like? I'm looking up, what the fuck are you talking about? What else would you like? And she has that big fucking smile on her face. I'm sitting there thinking, dude, I want to bust the fucking nut now. You got me all hot and bothered. <laughs> oh, I forgot something. Then she grabs the fucking lotion. I forgot to massage one part. I was like, what fucking part is that? A dumb fucking kid I was. Starts fucking jacking me. I'm like, this is the fucking kind of massage I can do. Holy shit. Them freaking women can give a fucking hand job out of this world. I'm talking, damn. So I got to suggest going to one of these masseuses. It's always called Asian Massage, okay? This one, uh, if Danny's listening, it's on Route 12 and 45. I don't, it, it, hopefully it was there. Maybe one of these days I go visit the fucker again. Route 12 and 45. Right there in Arlington Heights. You can't fucking miss it. I give it more. You know what? Out of five stars, I give it a ten. I have to give it a ten. I'm not bashful to do it either. Giving it a ten. So anyway, go and you know make sure you pound pedicure in his material. Danny Delo said he is going to be doing a TikTok, and I'm sure going to be doing one, about this business. I, I can't let him get away with this shit. No, no thank you, uh-uh. So anyway, in the beginning of the show, we were talking about the influencer stuff, running a business, and how it equates to leadership skills. 
But let me get you back to an influencer type of deal here. When you hear us say niche, that means there's a specific group of people that we're looking to reach. Because if you just put it out there that you want to talk about this, talk about that, nobody's going to fucking watch you. Nobody. Nobody's going to watch you. So you got to speak to an audience that wants to listen to your ass. And you got to come up with a persona. We call it an on-air persona. Something that's going to set you apart. Now, it's already taken off where Danny D'Lo is now known as the Foot Fetish King. So pound Foot Fetish King in his material. But everybody knows that's what he's known for now. Doesn't help that we play it hardcore on the neutral zone, but uh, yeah, that's it. Pound Foot Fetish King. So you get your persona, and you select your niche, and a lot of these niches are packed full of fucking people, Jesus Christ, are they packed. And then you gotta start a roadmap. With that, we're gonna go to Course of Nature, Wall of Shame.
I'm going to tell you women right now that YouTube, Facebook, and all that stuff is something you're really not going to make a ton of money at. It might help you get comfortable, but it ain't going to make you the money you want. With women, here's what I suggest. Take it from Hollywood here as your niche. OnlyFans. Go to OnlyFans, open you up an account, and be a creator over there. Sex sells, ladies. I was doing some research. People, some broads, women, I'm sorry, I don't want to be a you know, male chauvinist pig, are making upwards to Five to ten thousand dollars a month on that site. Are you shitting me? If I had anybody wanting to look at my wrinkly balls, I'd be putting them on there doing a helicopter for that kind of money. That is a niche that all women can fit in because there's all kinds of fucking freaks out there. And they'll pay you. For your pictures, for your videos, for requests. Shit, if I was a woman, I'd be putting my pussy all over that shit for that kind of money. So that's a niche that women can get into. Now, if you are really an entrepreneur, I understand now that Pornhub is like YouTube and pays as well. So there's a lot of adult entertainment, if you know what I mean, ladies, that will pay you fistful of cash for your content. This OnlyFans thing is very interesting. 
You know what? I just can't exit sketch that out of my mind now. You know why? Because all I, you know what? I just seen that in my fucking head. I can't believe this. With you know, oh my god, Shemp, with that crazy ass fucking look he always has, J Man with his hair and shit like that. He probably scare all his fans away on OnlyFans. What the fuck is wrong with me? Anyway. It's like these fucking midgets that keep going around in my fucking head. I don't know what's going on here. Fucking Morbik sent them little bastards after me in my dreams. He like Freddy fucking Krueger. So that's a good niche for women. Now for men, you know, you got the biker niche. Or... One thing I don't understand why Shemp don't do it is he works at a junkyard. He can be making all kinds of fucking content of how he takes the car, the parts, or the parts from the car, how to do this, how to do that. He'd make some fucking money doing that shit, man. But you always got to stay with the same niche that you're going to be in. Now, I know you freaks out there on Discord in the radio... Nah, Danny D'Lo probably goes to a foot fetish website. But anyway, go to this OnlyFans stuff. Hey, maybe some of you have an account on it. But that's a good starting point for you. Because I don't think it's that hard to get followers. One of the things that's hard to get followers on is YouTube. The second hardest is uh, Facebook uh, business pages. Third is Instagram. So it gets hard. You got to optimize your social media profiles, gentlemen and ladies, if you want to go anywhere. The mistake I made when I started getting into the social media shit was I concentrated on my podcast, which is my wheelhouse, but I only started... A Facebook page. Now I've got 70 something thousand followers on that. 60 something thousand likes. But I neglected everywhere else. So don't make that mistake. You got to work all the platforms as if it's one. And more importantly you got to understand who your audience is. You got to know what they want. Now, my crime partner, we talk about this all the time because, you know, he's learning uh, the business and shit like that. Stuff that really sells is drama, how-to videos, popular guests. That kind of stuff sells to your audience. When you get into a niche and all you're doing is recycling a subject. Say, for example, in our niche. How to prospect for a motorcycle club. You're not really going to get any hits on that. Why? Because they've already seen it from 10 different creators. I think they got the point. So you got to dig deeper into what your audience wants to see. And just like running a business, 
where you have to be firm, fair, and consistent. If you're getting into this business, you got to be regular and consistent. Meaning, you got to post on time all the time. Can't be late. Because your audience is, is looking for that. You know what, dirty knobs? France has just surrendered. I wouldn't doubt them motherfuckers. Them freaking all they got is French bread motherfuckers. Wouldn't uh, doubt that one bit. No, what I think is going to happen is there's going to be a guerrilla warfare up there uh, with all that stuff. And hopefully we don't get ourselves into World War fucking 3 with this shit. So engage with your audience. Now, on OnlyFans with women, that's where you're going to make your fucking money. Listen to Hollywood. I know that business. I know adult entertainment. Trust me, I know it. The more you put your tits out, the more you put your taco out, they you're going to be ringing shit up. You're going to be like a cash register. Show you my tits. Okay, that's 15 Ching, ching. That's what's going to happen. And from what I know, you don't have to be the best looking chick at the prom, if you know what I mean. Men are freaks. All they want to do is put their freaking dildo in you. Trust me on this. No resolve.
Man, it sounds like Danny D'Lo was talking. They're so black. It's like, how much more black could this be? And the answer is none. <laughs> WMMRDB Rockford. Oh, it was funny, man. You guys are in there talking about Russia and World War III and stuff like that. And uh, with uh, my talk with Dragon, you know, we go back and forth because I'm more an independent conservative and he's a leftist loony. Kind of like J-Man is. Anyway, I finally got out of him who he watches his news from. And yes, you'll guess. I don't even need you to give you three choices. It's C-N-fucking-N. I was like, Dragon, are you kidding me? I thought you were intelligent. Why are you watching the Clinton News Network? The DNC Network? Are you fucking shitting me? Well, you watch Fox News. Yeah, I watch some of it. Then I go and read the New York Post, which has been around since Benjamin Franklin. I read all sides of the story. See, he was trying to say, well, the first thing with Crimea, that was Trump's fault. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, he let that happen. I was like, what are you, dumb? I was like, that happened under Obama in 2014. He didn't get elected until 2016, so it's his fault. He gets pissed at me when we get into the politics. Because we put it, I start putting in them fucking facts and shit. It just, it just gets him all flustered, man. It flusters his ass. So at least now I know where my liberal loony friends get their news from. Uh, CNN. MSDNC, as I call it. And it was funny, even on ABC about the news coverage of this Russia deal, I was watching it, and the anchor said straight up they didn't do that under Trump because they didn't think he was weak, but Biden is. Then he went, well, we don't know what kind of private conversations that he had with Putin. Is Dude, don't start pushing that fucking Russian collusion line. You guys got kicked on that. Durham's about to kick everybody in the balls with that one. 
So anyway, don't forget, guys, pound pedicure. I'm going to have my China doll back in the studio tomorrow morning. We're going to have some fun. I got to find us a subject. By the way, if you guys want a subject that you want to talk about, just shoot it to China doll. We'll pick it up. I'll make her study. I'll make her do her homework. And we'll get that topic on for you. I think it'll be a good time. That way we know what you want. Just kind of like what your audience wants in your niche. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Anyway, anyway, I think that's enough for tonight. I got to record for tomorrow morning. You guys have a good one. Rock on. And that's all for Motorcycle Madhouse this morning. Don't forget to go over to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Install Insane Throttle TV's channel over on Roku. As well as go get the Insane Throttle radio app over on Google Play. Rock on until next time.